On this episode of The Popcorn Diet, we're taking a, a one last look at the award season landscape and making our final predictions for the Academy Award nominees. Get your popcorn ready. Welcome all you good movie buddies to The Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other delicious movie snacks. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy, and joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn. David, the Oscar nominations are almost here. How are you feeling about that? I'm excited. I yeah? Mean- We've had some some excitement in these uh, these last few weeks with the all over the board nominations, winners, all, over all that board. kind of stuff. So I don't know what's going to happen at this point. The Golden Globes were nuts, uh, as as per usual. The Golden Globes could have been an email. Um, unfortunately, they made that joke. I feel really bad that like I couldn't have been the first person to make that joke. But <laughs> basically, it was like a three-hour Zoom call with everybody dressed up very nicely. Yep. Um, and things happened. Uh, and we have now, since, since the Golden Globes, in the past few days alone, David, we have gotten the BAFTA nominations, the British, uh, essentially the British Academy Awards, we got the Producers Guild nominations, and we got the Directors Guild nominations. And I want to go through those really quickly before we, we, we reiterate our picks for the nominees. Because on Monday, as of the, yeah, on the, I mean, this recording is going to be put, we're going to put this podcast out. By the next Monday, the 15th, the Oscar nominations will be released. And they will be released at the crack of dawn. As usual, which drives me insane, but whatever. And so let's talk about uh, some of these nominees. Now, the BAFTAs, we're not going to go through every category of the BAFTAs because they have as many categories as the Oscars do. But a couple of big, um, I don't know what to say, revelations about best film, the the... Usual suspects got in. Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Trial of the Chicago 7. Those got in. But instead of, say, Mank or Minari or Ma Rainey's Black Bottom or One Night in Miami, the other two that got in were The Father, which is the Anthony Hopkins old man losing his mind to dementia movie. Can't wait to not watch that. I swear to God if they nominate that for Best Picture and I have to watch it. And then... uh, the I'm gonna br- brutalize this. The Mar Mauritanian, the Mauritanian, um, which is a story about a true story uh, about a, a Muslim who was locked in Guantanamo Bay for for three years, apropos of nothing, got the nod for best film. That's super interesting to me. Um, also, not for nothing, but we got quite a few different nominees for director for actor, for actress, some of the above-the-line ones that we normally talk about. Now, one of the things I didn't get the opportunity to do the research for, David, is apparently they changed the way that they collect these nominees. They did so by by jury um, rather than by, you know, by vote, if you will. I, I really don't – I'm not super familiar with it, but apparently that's why – and I feel like this is a garbage way to talk about it on a podcast, but that's why we're seeing a bunch of different – Directors, Shannon Murphy for Baby Teeth, 
you know, Sarah Gavron for rocks, like movies that frankly I've never heard of, which I know you haven't heard of them either. And and, and chalk it up to our own ignorance, sure. But there were some big names left out of director. We didn't get any David Fincher. We didn't get any Aaron Sorkin. We didn't get Emerald Fennell. We didn't get Regina King. Like, we got Chloe Zhao. We got Lee Isaac Chung. We got... And everybody else is is a mystery. So... so, Clark Peters instead of... Delroy in sporting. Which is a, another thing that is insane to me that I think the Five Bloods is pretty much dead, like in terms of momentum. I mean, we'll, you never know. But the BAFTAs came out and they really mixed things up mm-hmm. just in terms of what they nominated. And then the Producers Guild came out. And this one is a little bit more, I think, in line with what we're going to see from the Academy, because there is crossover with the BAFTAs in the Academy. A lot of British people win Academy Awards. But with this, we got Trial of the Chicago 7. Producers Guild is typically like just the, the barometer for best picture, for those who are listening. We got Trial of the Chicago 7. We got Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, One Night in Miami, Nomadland, Minari, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Judas and the Black Messiah, which I love to see up there. And then, you want to tell us what the last one was? The prestigious Prestigious. Borat 2. Borat 2. Borat 2. Borat subsequent movie Mm. film, (laughs) which is the official title. Yep. Of all the comedies to come out and get momentum, Borat subsequent movie film is the one, for whatever reason. What What a world. There are great comedies out there. Palm Springs, I think, is a better actual movie than Borat's great subsequent time to movie. Be alive. I always listen. I always say <laughs> that I wish more genre movies got nominated. I wish more comedies got nominated. And you know what? I welcome it. If Borat gets nominated Brothers for Best Grimsby? Picture, what? Brothers Grimsey? No. <laughs> You know I want to stay on track for this podcast, and you're just trying to derail me. (laughs) You want me to go 20 minutes on Brothers Grimsby? (laughs) I can. But ultimately, like, cool. All right. Borat, subsequent movie film, got a Producers Guild nomination. That is nuts, but regardless, it is what it is. Um, The last one I want to talk about is the Directors Guild. And again... I know it might sound boring, and I might it, it it might when we give our nominees, we might be doing a lot of replication here. But best director: Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Mank, Aaron Sorkin for Trial of Chicago Seven, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. I'm almost certain that that is our lineup for the Oscars. I'm almost certain. I think at least four out of those five are going to be in. So does that affect your your rankings at all? Like, does does well, that does that affect th- how you're going to be looking at your nominees? I think with the shift in how BAFTA did their nominees this year, it brings less significance to my belief that it will predict the Oscars at all. Okay. Uh, because it's a, different, ba- it's, it's a different method than what the Oscars does. Right. And it always has been slightly different, but 
on a high level, the concept of having a large group of people pick their favorites is very much different than having a small group of people select their favorites. Sure. So given that Oscars is, in in essence, a popular vote, Right. Yes, it's a preferential ballot, but it's still a popular vote. Right. And BAFTA at one time was similar to that and now is a jury of people picking. Right. It means to me it's less significant, just like Golden Globes, you know, has shifted to just being more and more irrelevant because it's so far from the same people picking. It's not. It's a group of 87 lunatics who have no, who literally don't cross over with the Academy at all. Exactly. So um, with that being said, this doesn't affect me too much. It may make me tweak a few, um, but more as a re- as it relates to some of the other ones. I'm more interested to see when we start getting uh, some of the guilds, you know, more of the guilds out. And I think we're close to getting all of them. But like the guilds, I pay a little bit more attention to than than like the BAFTAs. BAFTAs, while it has indicated some right some winners in the past, right. this year I'm kind of ignoring them when I go to my predictions. Yeah, absolutely. I think you bring up a good point, which is and and again, does it make our does it make it kind of boring the way that we do our predictions? Like maybe a little, but you know, we're not here to screw around. We're here to read the tea leaves, if you will, and and much like drafting for fantasy football. Don't overthink it, yeah. you know, like we're trying to win you your Oscars pool. We're trying to hook you up. And and we do so by uh, <laughs> by frankly, by making these guesses and following the guilds and whatnot. So with all that being said, David, now that we've gone through very brief talk of of what the guilds have done and what the Oscars and awards have done. Let's talk about our guesses for nominees now. Uh, I'm going to, where do we start? We're going to start with Best Supporting Actress. Mm -hmm. Now, Best Supporting Actress, originally, here's what I had for for Supporting Actress. I had Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. I had Olivia Coleman for The Father. I had Amanda Seyfried for Mm -hmm. Mank. I had uh, Yoo Jung-yoon for Minari. And then I had Maria Bakalova for Borat 2. I... Almost left it right there, mm. but I'm going to try and make it interesting. And so I'm going to make a, a real tough call here, which is that I think Amanda Seyfried is going to be out. Mm. She got no love from the SAGs. She got no love from the BAFTAs. And I think she's going to be out. And I'm going to put in Dominique Fishback, who is in Judas and the Black Messiah, who, if I can be completely honest, I thought was incredible in that movie. Like, mm-hmm. she genuinely stuck out. She had a weight and a soul to her performance um, as the girlfriend slash wife of Fred Hampton, who uh, I was I was blown away by it. So I'm going to say... All of mine stay, Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, uh, Yu Jung Yeon, and Maria Bakalova. And I'm going to add in Dominique Fishback in Judas and the Black Messiah. And that's my, I'm, that's my lock. That's my predictions list for Best Supporting Actress. What about you? I had Olivia Coleman, Glenn Close, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Yu Jung 
Yaun mm-hmm. and Elena Zingal. From News which, of the World. From News of the World, yep. which the only thing I had different than screen actors was I did not have Maria Bakalova right. from Borat. We, we and swapped. instead I had Seafried. And I... I'm going to make a different change. Okay. I am going to remove Seafried from this. Okay, she's out. But I am replacing her with the heavy hitter. We're going with Jodie Foster. Okay. For that that one I can't pronounce. Mauritian. Mauritanian? Mauritanian. I think it's Mauritanian. We're going Mauritanian. The Mauritanian. Yep. So I'm I'm bringing her in. That's actually a good pick. And I think that movie seems to be on the up and up. It's getting some momentum. Mank seems to be on the down and down. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm going that way. I like that pick. I still don't know that I can believe that we're going to have a Academy-nominated actress from Borat. So I can't pull the trigger. Even though she was nominated in the Screen Actors Guild Awards, I can't, I can't pull the trigger. Screen there. Actors Guild. Producers Guild nomination. That's fine. Uh, freaking BAFTA nomination. That's fine. All the all the cards are looking Borat right now. Everything's turning up Borat. I can't pull the trigger on it. (laughs) I get it. I respect it. Uh, I'm keeping it locked in. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's go to supporting actor, David. Who did you have in your list for supporting actor? I previously had Sasha Baron Cohen, Chadwick Boseman from Defy Bloods. I had Leslie Odom Jr. One Night in Miami. I had Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. and I had Paul Rocky, Rocky yeah. from Sound of Metal. And this is going to be boring, but I'm 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 riding it. You're riding it. No changes. I'm I'm happy with my picks. I'm okay. riding it. Okay. Uh, I think Sound of, Sound of Metal's a little interesting because it did get some Producers Guild love. It did get some BAFTA love. Uh, it got. Uh, did it get it got Riz Ahmed got a nomination, mm-hmm. but Paul Rocky's kind of fallen off the map, so it's a bold move in, on your part, I think. Bring it. I had Kaluya, Leslie Odom Jr., Sasha Baron Cohen, and Chadwick Boseman. We matched up there. My big one that was the big different one was Jared Leto in The Little Things, mm-hmm. and uh, at the at the risk of seem like you said at the risk of seeming boring, I wanted to put uh, David Strathairn in mm. for Nomadland in place of Jared Leto. I just think the Academy is gonna do the Academy thing and put Jared freaking Leto as another Oscar nominee. I just think it's gonna you know, happen. You know who I actually think might be the one to fall off who? of the five that I have? Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Nope. Baron Cohen? I actually think Chadwick might be the one. Because Split the it's, vote. it's an ensemble cast. Yeah. And one could argue that, you know, maybe, you know, his performance, mm-hmm. while great, isn't as much as the centerpiece because it's following the, the characters sure. that are still alive. Sure. More so. And because he's going to get that actor nod, I could see potentially him being the one that could could fall off there, and and someone like Leto or um, Strathern, 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 whatever. Strathern. I'm not even gonna try. I could see one of them potentially sliding uh-huh. in. 
There's also the chance of like Mark Mark Rylance, but again, I don't think I got, you're gonna get two from I got a Trial Chicago you. Seven. I got a dark horse for you. Bill Murray. No, I, though I love Bill Murray. Keep your eye open for Dan, for Alan Kim in mm. Minari, for playing the young boy who's basically the the lead for all intents mm-hmm. and purposes, at least the emotional lead sure. of that movie. Uh, he just won a Critics' Choice Award and like like literally charmed everybody in his little Zoom window and his little tuxedo. Right. Keep an eye out for Alan Kim. But I'm still not changing anything. Also, I want to go back and I wanted to apologize that I couldn't I couldn't remember Dominique Fishback's role in, in Judas and the Black Messiah. She plays Deborah Johnson. So yep. a lot, a, honestly, a lot, lot more than just Fred Hampton's wife. So I wanted to correct that. I felt bad about yep. that. Um, all right. Let's go to Actress. Actress is another interesting one because I still think four are a lock. I think Viola Davis is a lock. I think Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman is a lock. I think Frances McDormand for Nomadland is a lock. As a matter of fact, I think Carrie Mulligan is moving into the forefront not only as a lock but as the front runner Mm. for that group. And the question is now, who is going to be number five? I had Amy Adams... For Hillbilly Elegy, I just don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah, it's not happening anymore. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think Hillbilly Elegy got, I think Glenn Close is the only opportunity that's there. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to say, even though I don't think, from everything I've heard, the movie itself isn't very good, but her performance is incredible. I'm going to swap out Amy Adams for Andre Day Mm. uh, in the United States versus Billie Holiday. Um, uh, she won the Golden Globe. Uh, she has gotten quite a bit of momentum, and I'm gonna put her in in the spot of Amy Adams. But don't again, don't count out Amy, Amy Adams. She got a SAG nomination. What about I you? had Viola Davis, mm-hmm. who I still am leaning as the the front runner. Okay, Vanessa Kirby, yep. Frances McDormand, Carrie Mulligan. And my fifth was Zendaya you for Zendaya. Malcolm Marie. Yep. Solid I, pick. I am, once again, going to roll the dice and okay. ride, ride, ride this group. We're riding it? I will say, though, the one I considered, um, other than Andra Day, was Sophia Loren from mm-hmm. The Life Ahead. Sophia Loren's a, num- a name to Loren. definitely focus on. So she's one I could see potentially grabbing that... F- Fifth spot, which again, I really only feel like, as you said, there's only one spot really up for grabs. Up for grabs. So um, the the craziest thing about I, I kind of want to put a, a overarching like warning is that we really don't know how good Minari is going to do. Mm-hmm. Minari has the potential to get seven, eight, nine nominations. The Golden Globes didn't help because it pigeonholed it into non-English language film. BAFTAs did the same thing, although they nominated Lee's Isaac Chung. So you might also want to keep an eye out for uh, sure. Gary Hahn, for, who played Monica in mm-hmm. Minari. Uh, just keep an eye out. You never know. Yep. But yeah, okay, we'll lock it in. So that being said, David. Actor. Actor. This one I feel might need to be mixed up a little. So I've got, last time I did Chadwick Boseman. For Ma Rainey's. Yep. Gary Lock. Oldman for Mank. Delroy for The Five Bloods. Mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. And I did Tom Hanks for News of the World. You did. How do you feel about that? 
I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a change. Okay. And that change is going to be, unfortunately, knocking out Mr. Tom Hanks out, and putting in tough the boring pick of Anthony Hopkins for the father. You did go against it. I'll give you credit for for going against it at first. It's true. But they're just gonna nominate. It's just gonna get nominated. It's unfortunate, but I'm 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 accepting it. That's my only change. So though. that's your only change. So here, David, is where I need to make the decision of do I want to be hopeful mm. and nominate the things that I think should get nominated or do I want to be realistic? If I want to be realistic, it's not looking good for Delroy. He's just got no momentum. He's got no SAG nominations, no BAFTA nominations, the Five Bloods didn't get director's recognition, didn't get producer's recognition. For all intents and purposes, its momentum is gone. So do I keep him in here? Because, like, objectively speaking, it is one of the best performances, not only of the year, but maybe of the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Or do I put in Riz Ahmed, who is very, very, very likely to get a nomination? I think I got I to, gotta, you know, what did we say we're doing here? We're trying to make the best choices based off of what we see. So I am going to put in Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal, um, and I am going to take out Delroy Lindo for The Five Bloods. If Delroy gets nominated, I will be incredibly happy. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and honestly, I'm not entirely sure Gary Oldman's going to get in either. Uh, I think Gary Oldman has the opportunity to get knocked out by Tahar Rahim, for uh, the Mauritanian, because he's gaining some steam as well. So keep an eye out for Tahar Rahim. But that being said, I am going to stay with Chadwick in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I am going to stay with Anthony Hopkins in The Father. I'm going to stay with Gary Oldman for Mank, even though, as we said, seems like Mank is losing some steam. And then Stephen Yoon for Minari. So I predict Stephen Yoon is on the cusp of a genuine like explosion. All right. Like I, I think, I think it's going to be. It's going to be Steven Yeun all day, all the time after this year, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, that's his best actor. Be in the next Fast and the Furious movie? Maybe bring him in. Maybe, maybe. I know. And I understand that it's not the most racially sensitive thing to say, like, oh, the Asian actor should be in the Asian Marvel movie. But, like, you know, Shang-Chi and the, and the, the Legend of the Ten Rings has already been cast and already been filmed and is already ready to come out. But... Who's not to say there's a Marvel role for Steven Yeun out there somewhere? Yep. They like to grab what's hot. There you go. You know, who could he play? What what could he play? Could we get him playing Namor, the Submariner? I don't know. Who knows? I'm going to throw that out there. As Maybe a he'll go the more the prestige route. Maybe. I mean, he's going to get an Oscar nomination coming up if if everything turns out the right way. So they we'll never see. jumped on uh, Oliphant. They... <laughs> We haven't got him in Marvel yet. When did Ola, you know he was actually in? He auditioned for Tony Stark. Uh, or no, you're not. You're not thinking Oliphant. You're thinking Chalamet. Chalamet. Tim, yeah, you sorry. just Chalamet. got you mixed yep, up your Tims. Yep, yep wrong Tim. Uh, Chalamet might be too big for them. Right too now. big for Marvel. Might be. I don't know. They had Robert Redford in their movie. Ah, uh, Dune. They got Dune. He's got Dune. I know. They, they got Christian Redford. Bale going to be in their movie. 
You're telling me Chalamet is bigger than Christian who Bale? Who Chalamet be? This is for a different podcast, but now I'm already thinking of like, who could Timothy Chalamet play in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? The problem is, is they filled out all their big guys. Maybe he could be the Human Torch. There you go. <laughs> no thanks. I'm hard pass. Just a moody. <laughs> hard pass. A moody Human Torch. <laughs> if if Groot. If Teenage Groot ever turns into a human being, he could play Teenage oh Groot. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Now I don't even know what to think. Now my whole head's expl- like ready to explode. Um, <laughs> let's go to director while I contemplate who Steven Yeun and Timothy Chalamet could play in Marvel Phase 5. Um, I'm still trying to rack my brain right now. Who haven't they announced as a cast yet? Uh, all right, best director. Let's go. I, I wrapped up with actors, so I'll start with director. Uh, for my list of directors, again, we had Regina King from One Night in Miami. We had Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin for The Trial of Chicago 7. David Fincher for Mank. And Spike Lee for The Five Bloods. Um, I think Chloe Zhao is a lock. I think she's the front runner. I think Aaron Sorkin is a better writer than he is a director but also i really like the trial of chicago seven and i think hollywood and the academy is going to really like it so i think he's in still and i think david fincher as you said in your in your previous predictions there is a scenario where david fincher doesn't get an oscar nomination for mank Mm -hmm. i i absolutely could see that happening but i'm still keeping those three in uh i think i think those are the three uh, I am replacing Regina King, and sadly, I am replacing Spike Lee. Uh, I am going to no say... No love for the Bloods. I know. just The Five Bloods just didn't have the momentum. I don't know why. I don't know how. But I am going to say right now, and this is tough because I have like three or four that I could slot into these spots. I do think Emerald Fennell is getting some momentum for Promising Young Woman. I think Promising Young Woman is picking up some speed here. And I do think Minari's picking up some speed. So I'm going to go with Lee Isaac Chung. So I'm going to ape a couple of your picks. Mm. But that being said, like, you know what else is picking up some steam? Judas in the Black, Black Messiah and Chaka King. Mm-hmm. That's picking up some steam. Fincher's still out there. I mean, not for nothing, but Spike Lee's still out there as well. So there's some, there's some opportunity there. But I honestly think this is Chloe Zhao's to lose. And I, th- I think I said this in our last podcast, but the word coming off of Eternals, speaking of Marvel, is that Marvel has something so good on their hands that they barely know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking intergalactic, royal nonsense on a possible awards-level scale. I like so, it. So the fact that she makes this really, really, really intimate, heartfelt movie about these this nomad lifestyle in the American West in Arizona of all places home home state and and then her next movie is Marvel's The Eternals is wild to me I do think on a lesser degree obviously it's kind of what they stumbled into with Taika um, a little yeah because Taika made a lot of quirky movies Mm -hmm. and was involved in some quirky tv shows Mm -hmm. and things like that very very kiwi centric yeah uh films but he makes ragnarok Mm -hmm. but then he gets to make um what was it last year jojo rabbit jojo rabbit Mm -hmm. and you know obviously that got you know a good amount of awards recognition last year and was one of the 
contenders for for best picture. And the so, fact and the fact of the matter is is like as much as we love Marvel, like it's a, it's it's a money machine. Like Chloe Zhao doesn't have to worry. Not that she couldn't do it. Okay, but she doesn't have to worry about blocking action sequences. She has a lot of help in that regard. They have built a very successful team for her to put her trust in when it comes to second unit stuff and action stuff. And she can work with the emotions of it and the deep, deep soul of it. And same with Taika. He can work with the emotions and the humor. Same with Ryan Coogler, for that matter. Same for all these these big directors that they're bringing on who can work those emotional deep deep beats and then let their second unit do what they do best when it comes to big action stuff so i'm super excited to see what what happens with chloe Zhao. she's on the precipice of being only the second woman ever to win best director so anyway that's that's a little bit i i digress so again my five are Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, Aaron Sorkin for Trial of Chicago 7. I'm keeping David Fincher in there, and I'm putting in Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman and Lee Isaac Chung for Minari for Best Director. David, what do you got? So I originally had Chloe Zhao, Aaron Sorkin, Regina King, Lee Isaac Chung, and Emerald Fennell. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned on the last time we did this that that would, without checking but feeling very confident, be the most diverse director group ever. It would be. In the sense that we have three women. Three women. Only one white guy. Let's put it this way. Only, only one white guy. one straight white guy amongst the group. Exactly. Like so. everyone else, woman, uh, Lee Isaac Chung, obviously Asian minority, Regina King, Regina King obviously African American. But yeah, yeah, you're right. And I'm sticking with it. You're locking it I, in. I believe. I okay. believe. I'm still thinking Fincher uh, Fincher slides out surprisingly. Doesn't make it in. I could see as it. As much so. as I love Fincher, I'm a Fincher fan. But I love Fincher. I, I love reason. For some reason, I'm feeling feeling this list, and I'm, I'm confident in it. Okay. All right. Now, that leads us to the final category. And this is going to be, we, we, just, we wanted to make this episode a little bit shorter. You're about to go on vacation. It's true. So we wanted to get you out of here as soon as possible. Vegas is calling. Vegas. Um, so who did you have for your Best Picture nominees? So I had Nomadland, Trial of Chicago 7. I had One Night in Miami. Mm-hmm. I had Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. I had News of the World. Okay. The Five Bloods, Sound of Metal, yep. Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Minari. All right. Um, I am going to make a couple changes. Okay. I, like you, have accepted the Five Bloods is on the uh, on a wrong it's wrong slide. It's, it's trending the wrong direction. It's not great. I still believe Delroy will get that actor, but that's that's all I can hang on. I, I would love it. I think that's going to be their consolation prize, if anything else. So I'm subbing that out, and I'm putting in. Um, the Father, another begrudgingly pick, but I'm going with The Father. Okay. I am also going to remove uh, News of the World, Okay. unfortunately. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tommy. And I'm going to replace it with Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. All right. I and, like that. And those are my two changes. Um, so I'm, I'm leaving Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, I also feel like, is a... Is a 
kind of one that I'm not really sure what's going on. Right. It hasn't had much noise, but it's hard to tell if it's going to build up enough momentum between now and the awards. So exactly. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. So I think the only notable one not on my list would maybe be Minari. Or no, I have Minari. No, yeah, Minari. Yeah, so I don't really know who I would be missing. Um, I think, he, I mean, I, I think, think that that's... I think it's more that all 10 of those will not get nominated than necessarily I'm missing someone. That's the thing, right? And so that's actually what I'm going to do because... Uh, so I like that lineup. I think that lineup makes sense. I think that there are a lot of movies that are losing momentum that I didn't anticipate losing momentum. I think Nomadland is the front runner right now. It's been picking up a lot of wins. So I originally had Mank, Trial of the Chicago 7, Nomadland, Minari, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Five Bloods, One Night in Miami, Promising Young Woman, News of the World, and Soul. Um, I'm going to – I could actually – conceivably there is five of those that are on shaky ground in my opinion like you are seeing Ma Rainey lose a little bit of momentum you're seeing Mank lose a little bit of momentum as we said the five bloods is completely out soul sadly is completely out um and I think news of the world is going to be out as well now I fundamentally and I understand that this goes against what we're trying to do here I will not include the father on best picture because I will not, I don't want to put that energy into the universe. I don't want to speak it into being, but I also can't think of another movie that legitimately should be nominated that could get it. Uh, the only one that is gaining a little bit of momentum right now is the Mauritanian. That one's getting a surprising amount of momentum. And uh, you know what, David? Screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just say I was going to leave it at nine nominees because we haven't hit 10 since they did the preferential ballot. Mm -hmm. But we always as like, you know, as a, uh, a toast, as a what? As it what it should be. As what it should be. We always nominate 10 movies. So I was contemplating leaving it at nine and not filling out the last spot. But. I've talked myself into it in real time. <laughs> uh, I am going to make sure I spelled this you right. You just wanted to say this name one more time. I think I'm getting it. <laughs> I think I'm getting it. I am taking out The Five Bloods definitively. I am taking out News of the World definitively. I'm taking out Soul definitively. They're cut. I'm putting in Sound of Metal. My, my happiest one to put in is Judas and the Black Messiah. I really like that movie. Mm -hmm. And then I am going to put in The Mauritanian as the 10th nominee in protest of the father. For some reason, I would much rather watch a movie about somebody suffering in Guantanamo Bay than I would watch a movie about a father slowly sliding into the depths of dementia. Listen, either are a tough hang. It's not great. <laughs> um, I'd honestly watch Promise Young Woman again over all of those. That movie is also very, very good. So that leaves my final 10 nominated Best Picture guesses. As Mank, Trial of Chicago 7, Nomadland, Minari, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, One, Might in, One Night in Miami, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Judas and the Black Messiah, and for one more time, for the crowd, the Mauritanian. Mauritanian. I think it's just because you immediately go to Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, at first I was like the Mershunian, and I just... 
I don't know, man. I'm I'm an uncultured swine. So how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? This ask all of this has been very weird to try and keep up with. It feels like we've had all this time, and yet we've had no time. Like it feels like Oscar season just jumped up at us mid February, mm. and uh, now suddenly we're less than a week away from getting our Oscar nominees. How do you feel about that? It's still weird to me because it's March. I feel like we should have Oscars in our rear view already. Right. And we be should be done. And be looking forward to popcorn movies yes. that come in April and May. And right now we're just hoping that we'll get those popcorn movies. Yep. And we're still having to talk about Oscar movies. Just so like, okay. I, I was thrown for a loop by all the nominations, especially the BAFTAs and then Golden Globes. Just what a mess both of those felt like the baftas is the craziest one was like what's happening because of that it's like i have i feel confident in my list like i feel like i feel like i'm pretty dialed in to what's going to get nominated right but at the same time like this year of all years it wouldn't surprise me at all if i had like two wrong in every category I can see that. I can see that. I think that it'll as be well. easier to potentially pick the winners this year. Um, but I think the nominees are still a little bit out all over the board outside of maybe the top three in every right. category. Right. Um, I agree with you. I think that there are, it's funny, there are things that I think are very set in stone and there are things that are not set in stone. And, and then again, I think what's really cool is that you can watch a ton of these movies right now. You can watch Mank. Trial of Chicago 7, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, right now on Netflix. You can watch Sound of Metal and One Night in Miami on Amazon Prime right now. You can rent, you can watch Nomadland on a Hulu right now. You can digitally rent Promising Young Woman, uh, The Mauritanian, and Minari right now. And Judas and the Black Messiah is free on HBO Max. Like, as, as, as we slowly come out of this hibernation, hopefully sooner rather than later, but not any faster than we need to, we're going to get to be able to get back into the movie theaters. And that's incredibly exciting for me. But it's also incredibly exciting that every single one of these movies is available to watch right now for no more than $20. And I know for some people, they might not want to pay $20 for a full movie. And that's fine. Like, I get it. I respect it. But the majority of them are available on streaming services right now that you already use. So they're essentially free. Like you're already paying for it. You already might want to watch it. And that's cool. Like there's nothing to deny that that is cool, that I don't have to wait anymore. You know, we don't have to wait for that February release. That's also, I think, a pretty unique thing, David, is that sometimes the Oscar nominees will get released and we still have to wait you know, oh, is this movie out yet? Or we're still slowly rolling them out. So, you know, it's cool. The Oscar season's here. And we're going to get the nominees. And then the real game begins. See how exactly that's going to work out. How they're actually going to do the ceremony. I hope to God it isn't just a big Zoom meeting. But we'll see. Anyway, uh, David, I want to wish to you, before we wrap up, a happy vacation, a safe vacation. Enjoy yourself in Las Vegas. Don't make any bad bets. Although I know mostly it's penny stock or penny stocks, penny slots for you. So it's not really a lot of risk there. So it's all right. 
We'll be we'll be good. Maybe I'll find a place that's taking uh, Oscar bets. There you go. There you go. Exactly. They got it. You got to be able to bet on that kind of stuff at the sport book, I imagine. Um, but yeah, have a happy vacation, and we will talk with you next week. Before we finish, I want to remind everybody that you can get free episodes of the Popcorn Diet sent to you just by hitting subscribe, hitting that follow button. So take a second, hit the button, give us a rating, write us a review, share us with your other good movie buddies. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and consider becoming a patron of the podcast. All of our patrons got our WandaVision recap episode three days earlier than everybody else. Consider that consider becoming a patron of a small, independent, positively fueled as much as we can movie podcast. That's patreon.com slash the popcorn diet. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at the popcorn diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, articles, and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But For the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson, and we'll see you next time to talk about the Oscar nominations on the Popcorn Diet. Adios.